Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast, where we support you and your provider in understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, your postpartum nutrition specialist and homesteading mom with four wild kids. It's time to get you the holistic whole body healing that works. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast. And today I am bringing you a very special guest. She had ended up in my inbox just a few weeks ago with a book that I am just absolutely thrilled to share with you. It's titled, Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing, right? Which is like, if you're listening to that, right? Don't just sit there, do nothing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to interview her. Her name is Jessie. Kanzer, and she was born in the Soviet Union. And at the age of eight, she immigrated with her family to Brooklyn. And so now she's a writer. She's a former reporter and actress. She's appeared in the Washington Post, the New York Daily News, Wall Street, all sorts of different places, and is currently living with children and her (laughs) husband in New York. And so first off, welcome, Jesse. And I can't wait to hear your story and what you have to share with with mothers who are in the years postpartum. Thank you so much for having me. And as most of your listeners will, I'm sure, agree, motherhood changes everything so much that a lot of my book, a lot of Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing is informed by my experiences as a mother, both as a child and as a mother, I should say. But it has this work, the ancient teachings of the Tao Te Ching have served me so much in my parenting. So I'm so happy to share them. Yeah. So let's let's dive in and talk about your experiences growing up. I mean, you you shared with me uh, about, you know, being this insecure immigrant, being bulimic, you know, an anxious people pleaser. Tell us a little bit more about what you were going through and your struggles and, and particularly in parenthood too, if, if you can share with our audience a little bit more about that. Sure. I'll just start off by saying that with my first child, I had severe postpartum depression, which I did not expect. But then in hindsight, why wouldn't I expect it? I am someone who struggled with depression and anxiety, but I think a lot of us who are so excited to become mothers don't expect some of the hardships that come along and sometimes really quickly. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm here, one of the things I'm here to tell folks, and I do this and don't just sit there, do nothing, is explaining that our path is nonlinear for a reason that it's at the bottom sometimes that we gather our greatest gifts and our greatest lessons. So not to despair when we are not exactly where we think we should be, because, all of it is a journey. And so for me, my journey began in the former Soviet Union in Latvia. My family left that uh, country in 1989. I turned eight on route. We had to go through a bunch of other countries. We sought asylum in America. So I essentially came to Brooklyn as a child refugee. And that that's difficult on its own. And it's really you know, heart-wrenching, I think, for a lot of us, for us moms, especially watching what goes on in the world right now. And yeah, I, I just happened to be one of those kids at that time. And 
there were hardships involved, of course, but what happens when um, you're focusing on survival and your family's focusing on survival, the emotional and psychological traumas don't often don't catch up with you till later. And that's what happened to me. And so I ended up with, as you said, bulimia, depression, anxiety. And after college, by the way, I graduated college summa cum laude. I looked perfect on the outside. Nobody would know how much pain I was actually in at the time. I got into a major car crash, which forced me to not just sit there, but do nothing. But I was so terrible at it. You know, I, I ate my feelings and then threw them up. I didn't know how to sit with my feelings. But life often forces us to learn the very lessons we most need. And so that's when I started my work with the Tao Te Ching. The Tao Te Ching, by the way, translates as the book of the way. It's from 6th century BC, China, and it's been translated the second most in the world after the Bible. So it's quite widely known, but not necessarily here where we are. And, you know, this book has been so informative for me time and time again through different hardships, including then my postpartum depression and then the pandemic. And so as I was writing my book, Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing, I realized that these are the teachings the world needs right now. I appreciate this so much. And I actually discovered, I'm sitting here looking at at it on the bookshelf, my Tao Te Ching. And I discovered that after the birth of my second, I think he was about three years old. So he's coming out of my really deep, dark depression and anxiety. And it was, it was a turning point for me. It was something so profound and if you haven't read it, or if you haven't had an opportunity to just like glance at some of the teachings that are in there, a lot of that correlates with the Bible. We, we see like this cross between the two and it's just, it's such a beautiful uh, way of, of living our life. It's, it's like this invitation to really slow down and just be with what is Um, and I remember finding that myself and thinking, wow, this is, this is incredible. And I can only take in like little tiny chunks at a time. Yes. Yes. That's, that's all you can, because it's so deep and so profound. And so it still today holds a very special spot on my bookshelf on the very, very top. So I appreciate you sharing with that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you here. I was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to have this conversation. Wondering what your postpartum symptoms are trying to tell you? Postpartum depression, anxiety, depletion, and autoimmune issues have become a new normal. Take the most comprehensive postpartum assessment to discover what your symptoms are telling you and even more, what you can do to fix it for good. www.postpartumu, that's postpartum, the letter u.com slash quiz. So maybe you can share a little bit with us about what it was that, that struck your, your senses with this book and really how it transforms. Because when you think about sitting there and doing nothing, that in itself brings about a lot of anxiety for us. 
Oh my God. On my launch party, I had a sound bowl healer come and I had her do just five minutes of sound healing. She would, she'd use crystal bowls. And a lot of my mom friends afterwards were like, that was so long. She was, she had us sit for five minutes, literally five minutes. It was timed. It was five minutes and people have a hard time sitting, doing nothing. I know that. My book is, by the way, is a really good introduction to the Tao Te Ching. If for those who haven't studied it, I want to say that what I do, I think my specialty is taking really complex information and simplifying it, not because there's something really special about me, but because I sat with dozens of translations of the Tao Te Ching in the writing of, of this book and also in my own research because I lo- I fell in love with it so much, but I sat with like dozens and dozens of translations and I digested them for months. And then I came up with what I thought was an authentic, simplified way to take on these teachings. So each one of my chapters features, starts with, you know, my favorite verse of the Tao. This chapter is called Enough that I'm showing you right now. Starts with a verse from the Tao. This one is verse 19, which says, abandon holiness and cleverness and the people will benefit a hundredfold. Throw away righteousness and people will do the right thing. And, you know, it goes on. And I say in my own words, basically, stop making people do things, including your children. And while you're at it, stop hoarding material possessions. Just chill. And so this is just, it's funny because I, as you saw, just picked a random place in the book. I think that I try to stay very authentic to how the Tao itself works, where you can open to any verse and get insight. So this is not a linear journey per se, but, you know, in this chapter, chapter 10, enough, I tell the story of my own kids and of this experience that I'm having right now of raising first-generation Americans and kind of balancing the childhood I didn't have with watching the childhood they do have and really reveling in it, reveling in the moment instead of, you know, because you always have choices, right? And there's a choice in me that could try to curb the quote-unquote spoiled aspect of American culture of getting a lot of stuff and watching them be free. But I take so much joy in watching them have the things I didn't have But I do it with a mindfulness where I also bring into their psyche, into their understanding that how blessed we are and that not everyone gets to have all of these things and all of these experiences. So this is just an example. But um, the Tao, as you said, is very simple, but yet very complex. And it itself operates in paradoxes. And I talk about these paradoxes a lot in Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing and just in everyday life, we see it like we can be exhausted and so fed up with our children and our spouses, but also so blessed and so in love with our lives. And honestly, it's this understanding that's the most useful for me right now, this understanding that this is exactly how it is. And that's fine, that there is no perfect moment coming that our messy moments of life are where it's at. And so what the Tao teaches so well is this acceptance of the moment rather than always striving for some future experience, living for some big goal out there, 
uh, living for some big accomplishment, living for the more, the constant more. And so it always brings us back to the here and now, which is so important for us parents because it's fleeting. It's really, really fleeting and exhausting. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you you shared that because that is the paradox of parenting in itself, right? And And the paradox of life, because we can at the same time feel love and deep appreciation and joy for our children and for parenting, but at the same time, be completely overwhelmed, be, you know, feeling resentful for all of the things they make us do and, and hating the moment. Right. And so you, and and I think that's one of the most challenging things is to deal with those paradoxes at the same time, because never in our life are we faced with such intense emotions simultaneously than what we do when we become parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why it changes you so profoundly. And I say in the book, our children are our greatest teachers. And so the Tao really teaches, uh, like what I read in the chapter enough, it really teaches this approach to other people where you love, but don't own where you lead, but not control. And it is such a hard balance. And especially when we get exhausted and especially when we are fed up. But what I talk about, and listen, none of us are perfect, by the way. Like we have days where we're amazing parents and days when we're not, and that's okay too. But what I talk about a lot is, can we step away from our visions, our plans, our whatever, the way you know, the way we want the day, the moment to go, can we step away and allow our children to just be in their isness without judgment, just to be in their own fullness of themselves. And, you know, they do it so naturally. This is why they are great teachers. They have not yet acquired, especially the young ones, um, all of the masks that we wear for the world. They have not yet acquired the filtering, especially again, the young ones, the filtering of their emotions, the filtering of their judgments. They say what they think. They are who they are. They be as they be. They feel their deep, deep emotions, and then they let them go. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. And so I am keenly aware of the relationship with my kids that I am as much their student as they are mine. Yeah, we talk often about how our children are truly these blessings. They're here to teach us these lessons and and truly lead us to this, this, you know, quote unquote, better life, right? Because it it makes us truly look at all of the pieces. And, And I speak greatly on health and well-being, right? And, you know, there is a cultural belief that many hold in regards to the postpartum period, that it brings us closer to God than any other period in our life. And the reason being is because we have this innate, incredible ability to heal our bodies so intensely during this time. But the opposite is also true. And so, you know, during this unique transition, which I is not just the first few weeks, right? It's the first several years after having a baby. We, we are really deeply in a space of knowing and understanding. This is why so often, you know, past traumas 
come up, roaring up in postpartum, because we are given the opportunity to truly heal. That is the gift of children. And we don't, we don't get to experience that very much in our world because mm. we're so busy. We're so inundated with everything else that society throws at us that we don't have an opportunity to truly sit back and just be in the moment and sorting through our, our thoughts and, and just experiencing it for what it is. Yes. And it is, you know, it's funny that you said that because I, I'm looking now, but there's a place in Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing, where I say that as I became a mother and as I worked through the postpartum and as I began to really fully bond with my baby, which took me longer than, you know, I guess I would have liked. And I really became the Tao. Uh, the Tao, again, translates as the way I became. And, you know, it's synonymous with God. I really became. I Think that a lot of us also experience in the beginning this complete release of ourselves. We exist solely in the service of another, especially in those first newborn days. And in this simplified existence where nothing else really exists, it's only us and our baby, something magical happens. It's like a dissolution of ego. It's the dissolving of our physical personhood that we portray into the world. It just goes away. You're just there in this complete service of your little Buddha. (laughs) And I think that that is, of course, that is such a transformative moment. We stop existing. There is actually a death of the old us. And that is not talked about and it is not looked at closely. And we're not given the time to digest all of that in our culture, right? With, with parental leave being what it is. Yeah. It's, and it's so funny that you mentioned that, you know, our society, we push women to continue living life as if nothing happened, right? You just had a baby, but you are to continue on living life as if nothing happened. And I think that's really important to understand and witness that you actually don't have to participate in that. There is, there is a different way. There is a different way. And I would not be here teaching and doing the work that I'm doing if I didn't choose that other way that was right for myself and my, my family. You're so right. And I, you know, when I look back at myself, when I had my first child, I have two girls. I, um, definitely did not know how much choice I had. We're not really empowered to understand how much is up to us. We don't have to buy into society's, you know, format for mothering. We can find our own way. We can listen to our intuition, our very feminine intuition. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay for those of us who did not know that early on. It's okay because we learn along the way too. We we have to learn along the way, yeah. right? It took yeah. me four kids to figure it out. <laughs> That's so funny. The you fourth know, one is really lucky. Yeah. You know, a lot of information at that point. <laughs> I know, I, right? Like the first one is always like the trial and error, right? Oh, our poor, our like, poor firstborn. I'm a firstborn. Never mind. <laughs> I, I myself am a firstborn. So now, you know, it's so funny. You're right that the old traumas come up when you have your child. And then like, I finally understood when I had my second child 
And I looked back at the things I did with my first that were neurotic and et cetera. I understood why I am the way I am as a first child. Yes. Yes. So true. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And so, you know, this, this conversation is so imperative that we, we just, you know, I'm, I'm inviting you all. Jesse is inviting you all to just sit back for a second and do nothing. Put your phones down, be with yourself, be with yourself, be with the moment. And, you know, oftentimes we can hear, Oh, be with our kids. And we're like, okay, I can be with my kids. It might be hard, right? I'm not I'm, I know for a fact myself, I'm not one who likes to play all the time, right? Mm -hmm. It can be hard to do that. Um, But it feels a lot more doable than sitting with ourselves sometimes and sitting with the moment. And so I invite you to, to do that and, and be with yourself and see what you learn in the process, because there is so much that is there and available to you in that silence and in that, in that moment Um, whatever it is. Jesse, I appreciate you being here. There's so much wisdom that was shared in our conversation. Where can people find you and find your book? Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing is available everywhere. Books are sold, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, your indie bookstores. And if you go to my website, jessiecanzer.com, you can actually sample the first couple of chapters for free. There's other freebies. You can also see where you can order it. I also recorded the audio version in my own voice because I was really adamant about that. I I think that it's nice for the author to share their story. And so it's also available on um, Audible. And if you go to jessiecanzer.com, J-E-S-S-I-E-K-A-N-Z-E-R.com, you'll see all of that information, all of the ordering information, and also information about me and my other work and at Jesse Kanzer on Instagram as well. And of course, we'll have all of those links in the show notes. So if you are very interested as I am in this book, I implore you to go check her out. I am going to jump off here and go pick up a copy myself because we always need these reminders in our lives. These are, this is like, your book is like a bedside book, right? Like what I've read in the, the sample chapters, it's like, it's something that you you sit with, you flip through, you appreciate, you 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 kind of you just like ingest slowly and yeah, and I I tell people that that's really important that you brought that up that this is not something you have to do because that would be ironic, right? A book called <laughs> Do Nothing. This is like you can read one chapter and ruminate on it for a week. It's not, and each chapter is short because I have a lot of, it's about moments of mindfulness. That's what I'm here to bring. Yes, yes. And that is so, so very clear and everything that I have seen so far. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And I can't wait to learn more from you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love this episode? Let us know by leaving an amazing review. Your support is everything. Want more? Head over to postpartumu.com. That's postpartum, the letter U.com, and explore how we support moms like you in holistic whole body healing that's specific for the unique needs of mamas in the years postpartum. See you there.